The Dharam Perkzain, Mishnah Gimel, more of the same here. We are taking a nether here. Hanoder min haksus. So ksus, under normal circumstances, I would translate it as clothing. Of course, it's difficult to translate here, like all these Mishnahs, because the whole point of the Mishnah is to define the term, so it's tricky to translate. In any case, um, ksus, while normally meaning clothing, would mean clothing that's the kind of clothing people usually cover themselves with under normal circumstances. The word mechaset, to cover, is, you know, the origin of the word ksus. Um, and if when a person says something like clothing, so mutter basaku biaria ubachamila, so then other types of textiles, which are not the typical stuff from which clothing is made, uh, would be not restricted under the nether. Kind of like, I will not translate, but I'll explain, say like a potato sack. So of course you can wear a potato sack as clothing, um, but uh, if you do, that wouldn't be called clothing in a conventional sense. So if a person said, I'm never wearing you know, clothing again, he wouldn't have intended to exclude potato sacks, uh, nor would he include being you know, wrapped in a blanket, something like that. So here, these particular things, sock is sack cloth. That means that it's a, a garment that's made from woven goat hairs, uh, not normally worn, although you see throughout Tanakh and the Gemara too, that people wore sock, sack cloth um, to afflict themselves. It's very coarse and uncomfortable, and therefore kind of like a potato sack, people wouldn't normally wear it, but but you could. Um, and if you did, that wouldn't be included as ksus, because no one would mean sack cloth when they say ksus. A urea is like a curtain. It could be outside the house. The Ram says it's for waterproofing, but something like a curtain, of course, you could wear as a toga, but it's not normally considered clothing. And a chamila, also hard to translate, um, it's something that's even thicker and more coarse. It's used also, let's say, for waterproofing, like an outside of your house, like a burlap sack, something like that. And again, you would not wear that as clothing. Amar, if a person said, konam tsemer ola alai, a person makes a neder against tsemer, this is wool from a sheep, going upon him. So in English, we have two words um, that are not at all similar. One is to carry and one is to wear. But this term, Ola Alai, to come upon me, um, is a little ambiguous. Do we come upon in terms of like you're carrying it on your shoulder as a burden, or are you coming upon your body to wear it as clothing? So with that ambiguous term, says the Mishnah, Mutalis kasos begizet semer. First of all, for sure, when a person said that semer, he meant wool that's like, you know, woven into fabric. But wool shearings, although they're also called wool, he never meant that. So he could kind of somehow wrap himself up in a bunch of like, kind of think like cotton balls, like, you know, shearings from wool, they're not spun into fabric, he would never meant that. If a, if a person said pishtan ola alai, now the word pishtan is even uh, also ambiguous. In English, we have two different words, conveniently for me to explain this Mishnah. One, which is flax, and that's the plant that grows, which grows these long fibers, which then can be um, extracted and woven into a cloth called linen. So flax is the plant, linen is the fabric, but in Hebrew, the word uh, pishtan can mean both the flax plant as well as the linen fabric. So if a person says pishtan ola alai, he takes a netter against pishtan coming upon him. So you have a double ambiguity. Did pishtan include the plant also, or just the Fabric and doesn't mean wearing, it doesn't mean just coming on his shoulder. So first the Mishnah says, Mutlis Kasos Ba'anitse Pishtan. He could take, you know, bundled woven but not um um spun flax, I think it was just the combed flax put into bundles. He could wear that on his body just like wool shearings, whatever that look, I don't know. But the point is, even though he said Pishtan, he didn't mean it and not in the context of uh, a linen, you know, linen fabric. Rebuta Omer, more than that, Rebuta says everything actually depends on the context of the nether. And while it sounds like we're just talking about wearing something, you know, if 
the context is ta'an vehezea. A guy's like burdened. He's schlepping, you know, if he's coming back from the the textile factory or to the textile factory, he's carrying a lot of raw supplies and he's ta'an means he's loaded down, like let's say on his shoulder, like he's carrying a big heavy backpack full of um, material to make textiles. Vehezea, he's sweating away because it's so hot. Via Rechel Kasha, and he's like, you know, smells to high heaven, he smells terrible. And Amar, and he like exclaims, Konam Tsemer Opishim Olim Alai. He says, you know, idiomatically, I swear I'll never let wool or linen come upon me again. So in that context, I think idiomatically, because he's not, he's taking a nether, not a shvua, he's not swearing, but he's saying something like that. You know, I'll never, he's, the, 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 in a nether, it would be something like, you know, a nether against eating meat if I ever put willow linen upon me, you know, um, flax or wool upon me ever again. So in that context, he doesn't mean wearing, clearly, he doesn't mean wearing willow linen, he means carrying it on his shoulders, because that's what he's doing, that's what he's exclaiming about. And therefore, the Mishnah says, according to Behuda, mutlis kasos, he would still be permitted to wear wool and linen garments, but vasur lahashpil lachorav, he wouldn't be able to wear it like as, you know, put it on his shoulder, literally like in a backpack. He couldn't carry wool or linen upon him, literally, as a burden, because that's what he was intending to forbid when he made that exclamation in the first place.